This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. We are continuing our tournament seconds after concluding the previous episode. This is a tournament of 64 dances that we would prioritize requesting at events to be danced before the end of the year, uh, 2020, which may be the last year that any of us <laughs> will be here. We titled this tournament End of the World 2020. It's been that kind of year. Uh, it's also a very slice of life kind of tournament in that when we've done previous tournaments of all the dances we know or all the ones that were of note for us to include, it really shows later um, how different our priorities were. So hopefully people, when listening to this, will consider the fact that these are relevant and interesting and important for us right now. Anything could change in a couple years or decade from now. So uh, if you're looking... Or a month. So if you're, if you're looking um, in hindsight, years from now, at what dances should I learn? What are the best dances? What are what are the most important ones? This is very specifically coming from Megan and myself as little tiny individuals in line dance in a very specific year, which is 2020. Uh, some of these we learned without having ever gotten to do them at events, which is why they're all new and interesting and shiny for us. So keep that in mind. All right. We're starting with group K. They're, they're, they're arranged in groups, and uh, we're going all the way to group P uh, w- with the 64 dances we've chosen. So this is group K, and we're going to start things off with Take Me to Church and Ice Cream. I'm immediately going to say Ice Cream because it took me a while, and it took me some repetitions, but I think I actually know it well enough to not mess it up and maybe play with it. And I would have to stand and think and go over, take me to church with a step sheet and try it a couple times, marking it, and then do it full out. And yes, it is satisfying, but there's a lot of thinking in that one still. Ice cream, I finally am at a place where I can just play. Also, we have song change options for that. We do have fun song change options that we have discovered accidentally for ice cream. So that that's a fun little side note. <sighs> I enjoy ice cream. I remember when I learned it, being in that studio. It actually might have been the same night that we had gone over either Sanctify My Sins or maybe one other one. I'm trying to rack my brain right now, but it's completely irrelevant because that's... I I think Hold Me Back was around that time. We might have done that at the rec center, though. Okay. So, with that said... I remember enjoying it and I remember actually understanding a lot of the movements and seeing the connections between them and I do know the first couple times I did stumble through the restart however once I figured it out and was like okay stop thinking about the dance listen to the song and dance the dance the restart was never any problem after that so that speaks very highly for me that it made sense it got a couple satisfying holds and I enjoy the knee pops I actually enjoy the change of directions with the turns that are in it and ice cream is one of those that it's just one long chain for me, so I can I, I enjoy that fact. 
As for take me to church, it is still new to the point where, like you, I would certainly need to review it. So unfortunately, at this exact moment in time, that is almost a count against it because I couldn't actually visually do it in my head or if the song came on right now no problems I would really really struggle with some of it however when learning it I I recall it being extremely satisfying and it hitting the music I remember being able to figure out the timing of a lot of it just because it made sense so that to me says highly of the choreography I really enjoy this the song and I remember seeing Guyton do it and that for me is a memory that I'm very grateful to have. So it, there is a lot of pros for the dance. I just haven't been able to sink my teeth into them yet. So at this moment in time, unfortunately, I don't have enough to support choosing it. Therefore, I'm going to go with ice cream. Okie dokie. Uh, Ice Cream, by the way, was choreographed by Scott Blevins. Take Me to Church was choreographed by Guyton Mundy and Fred Whitehouse. Up next, we have Four Leaf Clover and Oh Mama Hey. And uh, the latter was choreographed by Guyton with Joe Thompson Szymanski. Whereas Four Leaf Clover was Amy Glass Bailey with Darren Bailey. I am definitely giving it to that one. It's so pretty and so cute. And the song uplifts and makes you feel like you want love like that where these these two people just go through life together and and are always there for each other. And I just, I love the sentiment of that. It's just super nice. Uh, Omama Hey, most of the songs she's saying, Omama Hey, Omama Ha. And the dance is also there. <laughs> um, I have, I have at times before felt like, oh, wow, we're still, we're still dancing this dance. <laughs> it, it really continues. It's not like a short, dense, explosion of footwork like moves by Shane and um, and Simon, Shane McKeever and Simon Ward. Instead, it feels like manageable moves that happen for a long time. So it's a different kind of expenditure of energy. Um, it, the Ritatu part actually is kind of catchy, but I would not listen to the song recreationally, just in my car. I would absolutely listen to Four Leaf Clover, and there are many occasions why that would be appropriate. It's just such a nice song. Um, the dance has thrown me at times um, in a couple little places. I, I remember the walk, walk, anchor, and point because that's clever. I, I don't see that around. Uh, and hitch, cross, and then you go to the next wall with the side and cross, side and cross, and you turn, turn, rock. And, and I forget to walk back. I forget to walk back, back with a sweep, behind and cross. And then, was it side and side? It's so weird. Usually, I think like behind and cross. You go behind first. Or cross and behind. You go across first. I don't go side first in a syncopated movement like that. So that that has thrown me before. Side and side. Uh, and then cross up, down. That lift. I love the breathing part. That part kind of makes the previous syncopation a little worth it. But then, however, when I land, I forget what foot I'm supposed to end on uh, with the weight. So I know that I need to end up doing sort of like a 
kind of like a coaster step where you're, it's like a sailor, but then you're going forward. Uh, I, I, as long as I end up there, then I can do the drag the toe around and be all pretty, like the like you're bringing your foot, your finger around the a lily pad on on a, on water, and that part's nice. And then I'm all set to start the dance again. There are a couple of those little sticky parts, but that's really just during the first wall. After that, I got it all figured out. Uh, Omama hey. I think I, I pretty much know it. Sometimes I forget to throw in like the kickball step. It's like twist, 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 and cross. And then that like little single moonwalk back behind turn step. The kickball change or the kickball step that happens there just sort of happens. I don't know what else you'd put there. So it makes sense. But I could forget that. I could, I could, I could see or imagine forgetting that. And then the step twist, twist, back, hitch and hitch and hitch. After that, it's all gravy till the end of part A and I'm fine with that. Uh, and then you have the twist, twist, tag, and that's fine. I like the Elvis. It fills the space nicely. Uh, but four-leaf clover is just nice and elegant, and um, I, I appreciate elegance, so I'm going with that. I very much enjoy the upbeat, punchy, faster tempo of Oh Mama Hey. I like the twist, twist, pause, I like the press with that glide backwards. You are correct with that kickball change. Like it, it seems random, but I wouldn't know where else to put what else to put there that would make sense. However, when I see the hitch and hitch, and I can't help but see Joe doing her hitching and throwing her hands up, it is like the cutest thing in my head ever. So that alone bumps it pretty high on my list. I actually in, enjoy the song in the sense of at a dance event for dance purpose reason, it it pumps me up a little bit. I get, I get that energy for it. So that has that going for it. The tag is easy enough to remember for me that it it's not a question about forgetting that it's more of a I question my timing on the hitch and hitch and hitch part so that I had to like actually go back and relook at the step sheet recently however with all of those wonderful things that Omama Hay has going for it it is currently faced off against four leaf clover I love this dance I love 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 this dance there is something about the song I play it almost every single day as I'm closing at work and it just it's so pretty it's so mellow it's so nice and I thought they did a great job by making it a unique opening like you said with the anchor point or sugar push point and the 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 you know the cross and cross and turn and hitch and then go back the other way and weave and the going the walking back into that sweep turn and then the on the count seven going up and then coming back down it just it's so so nicely done and then i question what foot i'm supposed to be on unfortunately the same as you i'm like i know i'm supposed to go back that direction but i can't remember if there's an extra count as i go to the side first or do i go behind first once i figure that out i got it and I really like the step turn and then the sweep to finish it and then the the collecting at the end of it. It's very nicely done. 
I do every once in a while forget that there's a restart in it because I'm so focused on how good the dance as a whole feels to the music that I kind of forget. Oh yeah, that's the oops. <laughs> My bad. And yet at the same time it's very easy for me to recover from it. I do know that I actually recently reached out to Amy and Darren about teaching this because I absolutely love the dance that much and I think everybody should know it. So I would certainly root for Four Leaf Clover to go forward. All right. That puts Four Leaf Clover against Ice Cream. And like I said, I appreciate elegance. I'm sticking with Four Leaf Clover on this one. Uh, I was obsessed with Ice Cream when I learned it a few months ago uh, during quarantine uh, in March, I guess. And I danced it just for fun in my house alone on linoleum. And it got to a point where I was dancing it every opportunity I wanted to because I never really had to not do it. There wasn't a reason why I wouldn't be able to. And I most recently when I've had opportunities to do it maybe at like Stoney's Rock and Rodeo in Sacramento I have noted to myself "Mm, I need to be careful I have maybe too many opportunities to do this now I don't want to overdance it as has happened with other dances for us once they've been doable at Stoney's because then you're doing it at home you're doing it at the country bar and maybe you'd end up doing it at an event at some point as well and that that can make exploration feel pretty tapped out after a point. Uh, Yes, there are song changes that are possible, but it seems awfully soon to be doing that already when I just learned this a few months ago. Four Leaf Clover has been out long enough that we know roughly how often we will be doing it naturally without requesting it at events. And we know better than to overplay things for ourselves, dance-wise. So I trust that Four Leaf Clover will just happen in life when it should. And with Ice Cream, I need to keep an eye on it. So uh, by not having to stress about Four Leaf Clover, I feel like it has an edge there. And also there are more opportunities to do it in mixed company. Ice Cream is done to the song Cause I Can by Pink. And the non-explicit version, uh, last I checked, was no longer available on Spotify. They pulled it. So you have to either edit it yourself or dig up some edited copy. And Four Leaf Clover you don't have to worry about because it's just this pure sweet song about love. (laughs) I would as well second the Four Leaf Clover to have the point for the win. And mostly it's just because I love the way it hits. I love the sound of it. It's one of those, every time I hear this song, I go, oh, I want to dance it. Yay. And it just makes me smile and happy. So I, I would have to choose that. Whereas ice cream, I definitely know what you're talking about when you say, like, you have to kind of keep an eye on it. I'm not quite there yet. And so, like, I when I hear it, I'm excited to dance it. But it's also one that I've certainly know that when it comes to the fact that we have danced this one at Stoney's now, 
Now it's a matter of being careful that it doesn't turn into what some of the other ones have, which is now I'm just waiting for either the right combination of people or the random environment that I'm not used to seeing this dance come up in for me to be re-energized by the dance. Um, and I would like to keep ice cream from ever getting there if I can. So I, I really enjoy it. I look forward to when I can do it in a ballroom again. And yeah, that, that's the good news about that. But uh, it's, it's up against four-leaf clover. All right. In the non-witters category, we have Take Me to Church and Oh Mama Hey. Definitely Take Me to Church. There's so much room there to finesse it and sharpen it. And once I have it down, I will really feel like I accomplished something. And I could see it even being done as like a performance piece at the Legion of Honor Art Gallery in San Francisco. I would never perform Oh Mama Hey. I would just dance it because the song is on. Totally different category. Uh, even if I danced it a lot, I don't think that that would make me closer to attaining anything. Whereas every time I dance Take Me to Church, I feel like it's probably moving more closely toward some paragon of having danced Take Me to Church, like all the way through as it was intended. So I'm going Take Me to Church. All very excellent points. I do very much enjoy Oh Mama Hey. However, I feel accomplished that we learned take me to church I feel like that was something that when we first looked at it maybe I wasn't I know for sure I wasn't ready for it my my abilities were not yet diverse enough in exposure to other dances for me to really be able to understand why this movement makes sense here and now that I've had the experiences I've had take me to church it, it it makes sense to me and it's it's a pretty dance it's expressive I can see your argument for it being more of an artfully showcased piece and in comparison to Oh Mama Hey I really don't see myself dancing Oh Mama Hey on the street so I can't really argue an environment piece over one or the other so I'd have to take that out of the equation which then just comes to the ability that Take Me to Church has allowed me to grow as a dancer. And in this, for instance, that's something that's, that's a pretty high priority. So uh, Take Me to Church. All right. So now it's Take Me to Church moving on to face Ice Cream. And I am sticking with Take Me to Church. Like I said, every time I dance it I, is to my benefit. So I should be, if anything, dancing it more. Whereas, as I've described, I need to be careful with ice cream and it might be more to my benefit to dance it less. So if I'm going to pick one to dance more or less, then take me to church. Um, I'm going to go back to what we originally said, which was ice cream. Really? You said ice cream. What happened here? So we picked... Oh! Well, gosh, that's what I get for, like, thinking of a bunch of new stuff between then and now. Huh. What would my justification be? Oh, right, because I don't know it very well. Well, gosh, I don't know. 
Should I change it? Well, you have to Ice change cream. one of them. That's right. That's true. It's it's weird. It's like when I first saw that, it's just like when you hear a dance for the first time over a course of a weekend. By the third day, you don't need to hear it anymore. And I think I between having talked about ice cream the first time to talking about it now, I've already gone through that process of like, I think I've talked about ice cream enough. <laughs> like I said, I need to be careful with it. Man. It's weird because like against Omama Hay, it makes total sense why I would pick an art piece over a dance dance that you just dance. Against ice cream, that logic should still be the same. You only ever really dance ice cream. You don't perform it. Just like you don't perform Omama Hay. But then I guess my logic before was that I play with... Oh, okay. Well... That's hmm, that's something interesting. I did mention that I play with ice cream because I feel confident in it. I don't play with Omama Hay. I just kind of do it at high speed, you know. <sighs> so if I revert back to that mode of thought, <laughs> that I do, I do like playing with ice cream. <sighs> For the sake of not complicating this bracket too much, I guess I'll stick with ice cream, but with the caveat that I really apparently need to limit my exposure even to the words ice cream because I will feel like I have danced it out just by looking at it. It's that sensitive right now. Whereas conversely, the more I look at take me to church, the, the stronger I feel in it and the more that I want to do it or something. What an unusual bracket this has been. Right. All right, sorry, take me to church. Hmm. Oh, also, I can give a little anti-shout-out to that part D of Take Me to Church, which we never mastered the first time that we learned this, like a year or two ago, and which we probably still don't remember if we were to try to do it right now. The chorus is probably the easiest part to remember. Okay. I am solid on the steps of ice cream. I will give it that point and scroll down. Okay. Ooh. Group L, it's Rachel on Rachel again. Uh, we have Blurred Lines by Rachel and RJ Centino. And first of all, before I even say what the other one is, I just need to appreciate uh, how well Blurred Line hits all of the beats and the lyrics, the hey, 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 you're doing sailor step, cross side, sailor step. It feels so good to dance that to that song. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's Rachel against Rachel. And the other dance is um, She Will Be Loved. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to hand it to you now. That's, that's not fair. Okay, so I'll take this one dance at a time. I remember learning Blurred Lines at Nashville last year in a side room because it was about to come on and there was quite a few dances at that point that I had sat out of and it got to a point where I knew that you enjoyed the dance and so it was something that we could share together on the dance floor. So you were nice enough to do a quick cram session with me. We got out on the floor. 
And I, of course, struggled through it because I literally just learned it. And I have since struggled and f- to follow it every time it's been occasionally played. Then, what, a week ago, I finally looked at you and said, hey, break this down for me one more time. You were nice enough to walk me through it. It made sense. I had the base that I needed to for it to really click as well as the time where I didn't feel rushed to get it. So then once I danced it, it made sense. It hit the music well and it was smart choreography. It was very smart. It The way she hit certain elevations in the song, the way she hit, or I should rephrase that, the way they hit certain elevations in the song and certain repetitions in the song, and it just, it, it fit the story. With that said, it's not one of my favorite songs. I really didn't like that song for the longest time because it was played everywhere. So I tried to avoid it. She will be loved. There is so much to this dance. There is so much to how it is choreographed. There is so much pause and movement and you feel your body twist in ways go forward turn around go the other way the sweep the the turn it's just so engaging for me the song is very pretty it is very artfully done And it would be one that I would certainly listen to just to listen to it. Then you add the reason why I learned it. Shout out to Louis St. George for recommending it. He was not wrong at all when he said we need to learn this if we want to understand what excellent choreography feels like. And hands down, she will be loved. Yeah, definitely going with She Will Be Loved on this one as well. I just ran through blurred lines in my head, and I made no mistakes. It it went as expected. Um, there are the especially clever bits, and then there are the parts that get you there, like you know some kickballs, this and that, and some walks. Like there there are the the pauses in between the action, and. I feel like She Will Be Loved has patterns, but fewer of what feel like just bridge movements. Uh, I like that Blurred Lines could go with other chaws, because you have one, two, three, four, and five, six, seven, eight, and one, two, three, four, and five, six, seven, eight, and one, two, three, four. It's a very consistent rhythm. And it could be done with other songs although it fits very well like the blurred lines you swing your hips uh, there there are definitely a lot of well matched movements in it but really upon reflection when i think about like the footy bit part the hey 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 the footy bit a lot of it really is just hitting the beats it's not necessarily acting out what's happening most of the dance whereas she will be loved hits beats and 
has all the clever tap on my window, knock on my door, where you're doing a little tap step. Um, wind up at my door. Uh, so, uh, somebody was winding up at somebody's door. And of course, that's a wind part because it's Rachel and she's too good with that stuff. The, the one part that I've made mistakes on before is at the beginning, the one, two, and three, four, the spiral sweep cross, the counts on the, the first eight have thrown me at times. Uh, but after, after that, I really just kind of listen to the song, listen to the music and the instrumentation, and it guides me through the rest. Everything else clicks and connects very nicely. The last eight, mm, we had trouble with it when we first learned the rock and kind of sweep, kind of coaster, and then step, kick and back. It, it's a little weird, and it feels a little rushed, like the end of River Soul, which is also by Rachel, where it just feels like, ah, oh, we got some counts left over. Let's put these in. They kind of hit. Whereas a lot of the earlier parts feel like they were made and built around for those sections. Uh, Song-wise, I, I agree. I heard a lot of blurred lines when that first came out. Uh, I really prefer the original cut of She Will Be Loved. I, I'm not 100% on board with their acoustic cover because toward the end, his voice starts getting a little pinchy, like, she will be loved. Like, he's getting real tight in his vocal cords there, and you don't have all the pretty instruments that they use in the radio version. However, for this set of movements, the slower pace is helpful. I've tried to do it to the original. It's a little rushed. Um, the slower pace is nice, and the intimate kind of candlelit feel goes well with these uh, steps, with this this choice of steps. I also like the feeling that Louis kind of like let us in on this secret of this dance that you never see everywhere. Uh, I mean, we, we saw Free Fallen because of Nelson and you know, we saw Speechless because she liked to, uh, because Rachel performs that, uh, which is by Tom Mickers. Like these other ones have this big spotlight on them and you don't, you don't see she will be loved really ever. So I like that we know that one. That that this like this is almost one of those hidden Van Gogh paintings that somebody found up in the attic where it's not as famous but it's done just as artfully and tastefully. And Blurred Lines is a, a you know a fun bop in 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 a canon full of Rachel's fun bops. <laughs> So in this case, as I mentioned with Four Leaf Clover earlier, I'm going with the art and the elegance. And, uh, and definitely the specificity of these steps for this song. Blurred lines, and you could probably do... Uh, we should try Hideaway Chadawit sometime, just to see what happens. Just to see what happens. See if, if, a, if a cha is a cha is a cha. All right, next we have Raise Your Glass versus SXC. I've got some issues with parts of Raise Your Glass that I forget. Um, like pretty much the last counts after you've done the bump, bump, and then you know the, the sailor bit that gets into the bump, bump. Sometimes there's a restart there, but sometimes you have like this kickball cross and rock recover behind and cross and cross. Sometimes there are crossing shuffles. Sometimes it's a weave. 
it can be a little confusing. And I so many times have forgotten the beginning. But you know what? I've forgotten parts of SXE too. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel as sexy as SXE would have you believe um, compared to how party I feel with raise your glass. I like the the part where she's saying raise your glass and then you're bumping your hips. So for the intent of the song and, and the movements that are set with it, I would go with raise your glass. I do like the song for SXE, but it doesn't really make me feel whatever you're supposed to be feeling. It's just like, oh yeah, cool. A, a Monterey full turn, that's neat. And a, oh, a bounce unwind, that's also cool. I have not seen that before. So it's, it's a clever dance. It's got interesting movements. I would not need to listen to that song for fun. And I would not have it within my probably top 20 requests out of this 64 count, or 64 count, 64 dance list. I don't think that it would make it in my top 40 of ones that I absolutely need to do compared to any others on here. Raise Your Glass would be in like, it would be in the top 40. Maybe not in my top 30. <laughs> but because it's these two, I'm going with Raise Your Glass. And oh, uh, Re- SXE is Rob Fowler, Raise Your Glass is Rachel McEnany White. <sighs> I thought I knew my answer. And then I listened to you talk. Boo, me talking. Boo. I don't know anymore. So, let's start with Raise Your Glass. I remember where we learned it. I remember there was a few tricky little bits of it. I do know that when I go back to dance it after a period of not dancing it for a while, there is a few spots that I get a little confused about which foot I'm supposed to be on. Generally speaking, however, it doesn't take me long to fix that and remember how I'm supposed to be doing it. You are correct, and it is a party-ish song. It's a celebrate kind of dance. I do know I act out some of her words. SXE. I enjoy SXE. I'm glad I learned SXE. There is some truth to the idea that I wouldn't necessarily listen to the song by itself, whereas Raise Your Glass, I would. You do bring up a very good point in saying how you don't feel as sexy as it would lead you to believe. I do like the movements. I think the movements make sense. I generally... I remember that this goes after that, after this, after that. However, there's a few chunks that I remember that are very easily miss placed meaning I could swap this eight count for that eight count because they both go the same direction when I haven't danced it for a while so that unfortunately for me can get confusing when I'm trying to remember the dance so with that said I think I'm gonna have to move raise your glass with the point yeah. Oh, also, neither of us mentioned in Raise Your Glass that she does the rock and roll because it's Rachel. You do a rock recover and then you kind of like roll, turn, full turn back when Pink says, where's the rock and roll? Also, can't stop coming in hot. I believe that's cross, hold, and cross, and cross. Can't stop, cross, hold, <laughs> and cross, and cross. 
So like you stop for a moment, but then you can't stop. You have to keep going and cross and cross. Anyway, it's just the brilliant mind of Rachel McEnany White at work again. So I'm gonna go ahead and click on Raise Your Glass. Gonna give it that point, submit scores. Now we have Raise Your Glass versus She Will Be Loved. Too easy, She Will Be Loved for all the reasons I gave about art and elegance earlier. Yeah, I, was, I, I didn't want to say it, but the very first thing I got, well, that's an easy one. It's going to be She Will Be Loved. And then I felt guilty for thinking that. But then you said it, and so I felt it's okay for me to say it too. Yeah. But She Will Be Loved for sure gets the point for that one. Uh, blurred Lines versus SXE. I'm going with Blurred Lines. Again, for the reasons I mentioned earlier, it hits so well. There are a few little clever things that she does, like the blurred lines with the hip roll. And SXE has interesting steps but I can't say that there are times where you definitely need to do this part here. And I think it even does go off phrase at some point, possibly. Um, I do like the hip bumps, but like they're hip bumps, you know? I would never have thought to do the blurred lines and the twist, 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 twist. I might've thought of hip bumps. So if, if I would have thought of it, <laughs> there's a problem. <laughs> uh, so yeah, definitely going with the genius mind of Rachel uh, with the help of RJ Santino on this one, Blurred Lines. Uh, do, you, do you concur? What are your thoughts? I do, and it's a slight hesitant only because I haven't danced Blurred Lines as much as I've da- danced SXE, but I feel as though once I've danced it enough, it's still going to have that uniqueness and creativity of it being a smart dance with how she I keep saying she how they hit the the music so I think all in all I would push blurred lines forward all right now we have blurred lines and raise your glass and blurred lines hits nicely throughout I look forward to it there are more opportunities for me to hear the song there are no tags or restarts raise your glass does have a restart and then later it has the um tag which then takes you back to the start of the dance so for simplicity and for the satisfying nature of the dance i would go with blurred lines and i I don't think i would have uh, the trouble remembering how it starts or connecting the steps the way that i am sure to if i don't touch raise your glass for the next few months to a year given the fact that i do occasionally struggle on both of these in remembering what comes next along with the fact that blurred lines I haven't had a chance to solidify it's one of those things where although I would certainly listen to raise your glass before I would listen to blurred lines I feel like I would be able to either a fake the dance until I figured it out or B, I would confidently be able to follow the dance a little bit faster with Blurred Lines than I would Raise Your Glass. So I think I'm going to have to give this one to Blurred Lines. Neat. Also, there is the option for those who are really not about the song Blurred Lines to dance it to Word Crimes by Weird Al Yankovic. But I see this with uh, a strong bias since I grew up with Weird Al Yankovic music. Uh, if you like learning about grammar and syntax and punctuation and all that look up word crimes by weird al yankovic dance it to that all right next and finally in this hour we have group m out of p so we're going to be going all the way to p eventually but right now in group group m in the six versus man in the mirror (sighs) definitely man in the mirror 
and again, this is going to be one of those categories where I say why I'm eliminating in the six. I learned it recently. I was super late. Everyone and their mother had learned in the six by the time I got around to it. So I have no personal connection to it. I just thought, uh, now's as good a time as any during lockdown to learn it. Uh, I haven't danced it anywhere so that I have memories with it. I don't have like a lot of fun parts that I like to play with it. It's just a set of steps that I eventually learned. And that's pretty much that. Uh, Man in the Mirror, we have we have memories with Simon. We have requested it in places. We fought to get it back. So even with saying nothing else about Man in the Mirror, that's why I'd pick Man in the Mirror. So when it comes to these two, it's an interesting situation because I actually learned in the six before you. And so I had a whole different experience with it while it was popular. And it took me three or four times before it was one of those that I enjoyed. And if it got played, I would certainly look forward to dancing it. However, it, it didn't need to be one of those that I requested and felt as though if it didn't get played, I would be very disappointed that I didn't hear it once over the course of the weekend. Again, it's one that I I would I would certainly dance to. I look forward to it. It's fun. It's energetic. There's a few spots that are interesting and different, and then there's other spots that I definitely pull a darn it Joseph for a struggling during learning it. Uh, side note see see previous episode revolving around get out the kitchen it is a catchy song and so it is nice to hear that song it's upbeat enough however it's up against man in the mirror and I love that song alone is so well done and the choreography, I just, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how she hears what she hears. I don't know, because it's just, I I couldn't imagine it being any better than it already is, honestly. It's so satisfying. The way the body moves, I feel like I'm trying to tell a story that I am, in fact, owning up to, you know, I'm going to start by changing me and some of the movements were a little bit tricky and every once in a while I do need a quick little refresher but that's about it when it comes to that one I don't generally need a full walkthrough slash teach so I I think I'm gonna have to go with man in the mirror as our moving forward contestant all right. I also want to mention In the Six was choreographed by Shane McKeever and Joy Warren, and Man in the Mirror was choreographed by Rachel McEnany-White and Simon Ward. Uh, we have, as I mentioned, fought to get Man in the Mirror back numerous times, but I think it has been worth it the times that we have. Uh, also, just for fun, I want to throw out there that um, the singer, I believe is James Morrison, who also did the song for Hurts Like a Cha-Cha, 
uh, Nothing Ever Hurt Like You. And Man in the Mirror is his cover of the Michael Jackson song, Man in the Mirror. I thought he really pulled it off. Oh, gosh, yes. I, I thought he put his own nice spin on it that felt like it was coming, like like a real message from him coming from his voice. And you, if you, if you hadn't heard Michael Jackson's version first, you might think it was his song, think that he had uh, composed it himself. All right. Next we have I Don't Mind by Shane McKeever and Fred Whitehouse versus Yes You Won't by Brian McWhorter and uh, Johanna Barnes. And I am going with I Don't Mind because it is my shiny new toy. Um, (laughs) I learned it from Brenda Chateau a while back and I got frustrated. Um, The conditions were not right for me to learn it then. And then I learned a bunch of other hip hop funky stuff since then. Uh, making the more recent time that I relearned it uh, an easier and smoother process. Now, I definitely can get into it when I dance it, and I look forward to playing with it more because I know that it's already popular at events, so I'm sure I'll I'll hear it a lot going forward, uh, which just lets me deepen my exploration of it. Also, I, I feel a little naughty dancing to some of the things that they're saying, which is just fun. Uh, yes, you won't. I have had many opportunities to dance at this point. It is very upbeat. It's one of those where if I'm in the ballroom and I hear, I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're doing this. Uh, if I were in the hallway, as you mentioned in a previous uh, face-off, and I heard, yes, you won't, playing against almost any other dance that I like, I would go for the other one because that would be my excuse to not exert myself so much for a dance that I hear and dance pretty much every time I go to a dance event. So if it's going to be some new novel, oh, what, what what's this one that's happening here? Oh, they're doing Fly Like a Bird in the beginner room? Oh, I never get to dance that. I'll do that. Versus Yes, You Won't, which will get played next month at the next event I attend. Whatever the event is. Uh, I have also played with it enough to think that, like, I don't know how many more ways I can I can play with those 32 counts that'll be drastically different from the last time, whereas I still have places to go with I Don't Mind. There are 64 counts in that case, or actually, maybe more. I don't, I don't even remember. There are probably more. I'll look it up. Anyway, I Don't Mind takes it for me. Okay, so I'm going to start with Yes, You Won't. I remember not knowing this dance while you knew it. And I remember getting to watch you dance it next to Joe and John. And I remember that being a lot of fun and enjoyment to watch. I remember wanting to be a part of it. And so I was really excited when you helped me learn it. I very much enjoy it. It is upbeat. It's got energy. It's got some fun movements. I like the 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 few spots that it, they do the the taggy restart business makes sense to me. And I like the slowdown where it's like you could end here or you can keep going and it's fun I have two steps to it around the outside and gotten a different experience to that same song and I enjoyed that as well and because 
I could dance, quote unquote, something else to it, I'm going to actually give the point to I don't mind. And some of that has to do with the fact that I too remember learning it from Brenda, but I also was able to learn it from Fred at an event. I remember dancing it and enjoying the part right after the pole where you step turn turn into the knee pops for some reason that part felt really good and satisfying and then I remember it was my first experience with a quote-unquote glide so I struggled with that but I remember being able to figure out how to do it and felt very accomplished with myself because of that I know that I like the song and I've enjoyed the song and I've seen Fred dance it enough and have some fun parts to his choreography that shows me that it's possible for room to play with it. So I don't mind is the one that I would personally choose to add a point to and move forward. Neat. All right. So now we have I don't mind versus man in the mirror and I'm going to stick with I don't mind. Uh, I like Man in the Mirror. I would get excited to hear I Don't Mind and do the like, Ursh, baby, and all that like stuff that I know is coming. So many things happen in that dance. It's 96 counts, by the way. Uh, versus Man in the Mirror, where I would be kind of like giving myself a mental pat on the back for, hey, look, we learned it. Now it's getting played. But it's so rarely played that... It would be more almost like there would be a feeling of obligation like i better dance it because i'll never hear this again you know for the rest of the year um i don't mind will probably be played at the next event uh and yet it doesn't feel like like yes you won't it's almost like you have to like poetry in motion uh, have fun go mad you have to play yes you won't late night it's just a thing whereas i don't mind still kind of feels like oh Lucky me, they're, they're putting it on as though it's not some super popular dance that a bunch of people know and, and request. Uh, so that feels like a choice. Man in the Mirror would feel a little like if you don't dance it, then why did you learn it? And yes, it does hit well in a lot of places, but I think the way I feel when I hit things in I Don't Mind versus Man in the Mirror is, uh, I don't know, it's a different feeling, but it's more rewarding and satisfying. Okay. I'd go with Man in the Mirror. <laughs> I did the, if I'm standing in a hallway and I have a door on my left and a door on my right and both songs started playing at the exact same time, I would rush into Man in the Mirror. With that said, you are the tiebreaker. So obviously, I don't mind goes goes ahead. There are some drawbacks to Man in the Mirror versus I Don't Mind. I Don't Mind can certainly be done in a club-like setting, whereas Man in the Mirror needs a little bit more softer environment. It does, in my opinion, require more space, even though I feel like I Don't Mind does as well only because of the sides back and forth, I still don't think it needs as much space as Man in the Mirror. So 
coupled with your earlier points, it makes sense that I don't mind should move forward. However, just based on hearing the song, I would be inclined to rush into Man in the Mirror to dance that one. All right. Next, we have the non-winner's bracket, which starts with In the Six versus Yes, You Won't. And I'm going to just give it to Yes, You Won't because, again, so many things could eliminate In the Six. I have so little attachment to it. And I do have positive memories of dancing it with uh, Joe Thompson's Mansky and John Robinson, as you mentioned. And it's one of those that I like to get loose on. If I'm already all beaten up from a bunch of other fast dances that the DJ has thrown at me, and then this comes on, I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> We're going to have some fun with Yes, You Won't tonight. Uh, I would not do that within the six. So I'm, I'm going to give it to Yes, You Won't here too. Okay. So if we're at a dance event and JP says, I'm going to play either Yes, You Won't or In The Six. And we had just given everything to every other dance because we didn't realize he was going to squeeze in one more. I would still choose Yes, You Won't and leave it all on the dance floor. And the reason being, one, a lot of positive associations with it. But also, it's a truer test to stamina at that point, whereas I feel like in the six is over very quickly. You only do a couple walls and then the dance is done, whereas Yes, You Won't has the fake out, so it goes that much longer. And again, I like the movement in that particular dance. I think it is very well done. All right. Next in the non-winners, we have Yes, You Won't versus Man in the Mirror. Uh, and this might be one of those examples of in the hallway, as I mentioned, with Yes, You Won't. Oh, yeah, I never hear Man in the Mirror. I'm going to go do... Wow, I can't believe they're playing this. Because it's my excuse to not go all bouncing off the walls with Yes, You Won't and just do a nice, pretty, like, oh, I'm so glad I remember these steps after all the times we relearned it. So oddly, in this case, I'm going with Man in the Mirror. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, Man in the Mirror. I'm just, it's, again, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. It's one of those dances that allows me to feel like a dancer. There's an expression there of emotion as opposed to potential of exhaustion. I do enjoy Yes, You Won't, but there is also those parts where you push to the side and the arms, and I don't have that, oh, yeah, I need to go that direction. Oh, wait, just kidding. Now I need to go back this direction feeling with Man in the Mirror. So I think that, yeah, that's where I'm going to go with that one. All right. Well... We have five minutes left and three groups to cover, so those will be in another episode. Just to get people up to speed, since it's been a few episodes now, we're going to take a look at all of the winners and non-winners from the previous groups, uh, in case this is the first tournament episode you're listening to. At group A, we had the winner, Love Yourself, and the non-winner in that round was Electric Love. I don't know exactly how these are going to all shape up in the, the future brackets. I think the winners are all going to face off, the losers or non-winners are all going to face off, and then it'll maybe be the top winner against the top non-winner. I'm not really sure. But the ones that are moving on are Love Yourself and Electric Love, 
And then group B, the winner was Take Me to the Water, and the non-winner was Die a Happy Man. <laughs> mm. Okay, so I'm looking at this, and Take Me to the Water won against Die a Happy Man. However, Die a Happy Man refused to go into the night, and it not only... Uh, it it came back against save the day, so it gets, still gets to take a step forward. So that makes me happy. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So take me to the water is the winner. Die happy man was the non-winner. Group C. Rapper's delight is the winner. Little red Corvette is the non-winner that moves on. And this just so happens to have that same situation where rappers delight won against little red corvette but then little red corvette won against just b so little red corvette stays in the game yeah all right next we have the winner ak freak versus the non-winner tiptoe <laughs> i'm amazed that tiptoe wait a second how did it end up in the non what happened oh because ak freak beat tiptoe but tiptoe won in the non-winner so again <laughs> again I'm liking the consistency here that if it's going to make it to the final round, that it hangs in there again. And uh, in the non-winner round, it it pushes forward. Okie dokie. So now we have uh, the winner revolution and non-winner people help the people. Uh, Moving down, we have group F, the winner get out the kitchen and the non-winner let it out. Oh, interesting. So in the previous one, we had the same situation where Revolution had beaten People Help the People, but People Help the People beat Crash. So it gets that second chance. However, in Group F, Get Out the Kitchen beat Swing Your Chains, but Let It Out also beat Swing Your Chains. So Swing Your Chains does not go anywhere. It's just going to be Get Out the Kitchen with uh, Let It Out. Hey! That's only because you're the tiebreaker. Moving on to Group G. (laughs) We have Woo Woo, and uh, Woo Woo was the winner, and Trust Me was the non-winner. They're both moving forward. Free Fallen, the winner, and Give It Back, non-winner, moving forward. Uh, Group I, A Lover's Track, the winner, and Pump It, the non-winner, that are both going forward. And here, so this is the only other case that we have so far where A Lover's Track beat Genetics and Pump It also beat Genetics. So Genetics got double beat. Uh, All of the other ones so far, we've had that same situation we described earlier. Uh, Sanctify My Sins is the winner in Group J, and the non-winner that moves on is Whatever Happens. Group K, Four Leaf Clover is the winner. Ice Scream was the non-winner. Group L, She Will Be Loved was the winner. Blurred Lines was the non-winner. And, oh yeah, that one was also a double knockout. She Will Be Loved beat Raise Your Glass, and Blurred Lines beat Raise Your Glass. All right, Group M was the last one that we just did, and that's I Don't Mind moving on, and Man in the Mirror, the non-winner, also moving on. Wow. What are your thoughts on this before we go into Groups N, O, and P? And do we want to tell them what those are going to be, or just, nope, leave it a surprise? Yeah, definitely leave it surprised. We haven't given it away yet at this point, so we might as well as hang out for the last minute or so. Ultimately, I'm finding this very interesting that some of these dances are hanging on and some of them are, are actually getting beat. It's, it's interesting to see how that's played out. And I would actually almost be inclined whether we do this on air or off air, since we've gone through all the dances and why we would choose them, um, 
a rematch at the end and let me be the tiebreaker. That would be very interesting, actually. After this whole tournament is done, however many episodes from now, maybe we could do a reshuffle and a redo because it really, I'm sure, will affect things uh, seeing different face-offs. Okie dokie. Well, for Lion Dance Podcast, this has been Christopher Gonzalez with Megan Barcelia. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, we will see, see you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.